Happy, happy Monday, my fabulous vibers. Welcome back to my podcast, where I believe that every woman deserves the freedom to craft the life she wants and the guts to go after it. We will share stories, facts, opinions on various aspects of life to give you that kick in the ass to light you up and spread killer vibes every day, 24-7. We are now in season three. We're really excited that today we're actually going to be joined by our favorite, favorite male guest, my husband, Rusk. Hello. Everybody loves to have Rusk on the podcast. Oh, I appreciate they always, that. They always say that you always bring a really good perspective and it's very direct and straightforward and down to earth. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know. I appreciate the feedback from folks out there. Yeah, and the topic that we're talking about today, we're discussing it today, and the reason why I wanted you to be a part of it is because it's a topic that comes up a lot in terms of where my listeners, um, you know, ask for for things and topics that they want to know and they want to share. Um, and it's how do we raise teenage boys and how do we right. raise them in a society that's hyper-sexualized, hyper-stimulating. Um, yep. You know, there's a lot of the things always going on, whether it's on social media, whether it's um, – on TV, YouTube, there's so many places where kids are getting tons and tons of imaging. And so how do we manage that? How do we control that? How do we figure out ways to not control? Because I don't know if I want to, to, to say the word control, but I guess manage it. Well, how to be in tune with current times. Right. Because it's different than it was when we grew up. Yeah, and so we're not that much older than our kids. I mean, I like you're like, you know, we're not boomer parents. It's <laughs> a whole other episode that we right. can talk about boomer parents. We can have a whole episode about our parents, right. well, <laughs> to be honest. Age, age doesn't necessarily determine a generation. Generations are determined by the times of the cultures and particular large uh, events or large changes in culture that affects our day-to-day activities. And right. The kids that grow up, the generation grows up in those activities or those changes in time are really how generations are defined. So, Yeah, and I think, you know, we just uh, had a birthday. Our little one is 13. Our oldest one is 18. Alex um, is a senior in high school. Yep. Our little one is a seventh grader in middle school. Um, so he's really... You know, coming to his own, I think we are noticing that he's starting to um, grow into his little yeah. body, little boy body, little manly body. He's still not there yet, but, you know, I we, think we see it. We notice yeah. it. We have two teenagers now. <laughs> yeah. And so. we actually did this on purpose. Elise and I actually <laughs> planned our kids out. Uh, it wasn't uh, It wasn't accidental or it wasn't uh uh, you know, something that just we decided later on. It's just we decided that we didn't want to have two teenagers at the same time. We didn't want to have two uh, kids drive, learning to drive at the same time. We were looking at uh, the cost of insurance, you know, 20 years ago at that age. Also college. We didn't want yeah. two kids to college at the same time. And we kind of rolled the dice on hopefully that one kid would be a mentor towards the other, not necessarily by age or they would <laughs> – what we also hope for is that those two kids would get along, whether they were two girls or two boys or a boy-girl yes, combination. That's true. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of worked out for us 
has nothing to do with our doing. That's just the luck of the draw. It's their nature. They more often than not do get along and one can look up to the other. And right. We did that all, all that on purpose. Yeah. And I think, you know, people who know us personally know that we're very um, type A, both of us, and we are planners and we're organizers. So for us, you know, to kind of have a sense of where we're going with our kids is super important. But we also have also it's we've also. Um, why don't you tell people what we're drinking before well, we keep every going? Time, everybody's going to ask you what You ask me drinking. to do a podcast, I always have to have a drink. It kind of lets me loose. So let's, it lets the juices flow and it gets the brain cells kind of going in the right part of the brain to help me think. So I'm drinking, well, I gave Lisa some, yes. one of my favorite regions of the world. And for those of you who don't know, know me well, I'm studying for WSET Level 3, which is the big boy and big girl stuff. You got to blind taste wines and really get into the nitty gritty. So I've really taken this to another level. And so the region we're drinking from is from Burgundy. It's a 2017 uh, Michel Magnien, M-A-G-N-I-E-N. And it's really good. It's from uh, northern Burgundy in a subregion called Cote d'Or, which means the coast of gold or the slopes of gold. And it's a Grand Cru, which means a great class wine. And these these kinds of wines that I particularly get just real quick, mm-hmm. it's hard to find as specs or total wine. Yeah. You can really find them at specialized stores like Houston Wine Merchant or better yet, to, to, you go see my boy. Yes. Brandon Kern oh, and wines, so good at this. wines by BK.com. Yeah. I, that's the wine school that I go to. He's the director of purchasing and inventory over there. Great guy. And he, he curates wine. He curates wine. Based on your taste, on your, your taste. personality, your lifestyle. It's just such a great service right. he has. So go check him out if you want something different than what you get the generic or the mass produced stuff at the uh, big retail source. Yeah, no. So I think it's just amazing that you're right. taking this class because I get to take the class with you and try some of the stuff <laughs> yeah, you're trying, you which I love. You're along for the ride. Yeah, I'm always along for the ride. You, know, the you can never leave me behind right. ever. So, you know, so let's go back to what we were saying earlier because I think this is just a topic and it also kind of makes us a little nervous and gives us anxiety. I know it gives me anxiety to talk about my kids and talk about parenting styles and to talk about, you know, how we go about managing what they see and what they do, you know, because we do know we're very much aware that the kids are seeing things online that we do not want them to be seen. But do we go so far as to disconnect social media from them? Or do we go so far as to teaching our kids how they should be viewing social media? So I don't, Elise and I, what we've done is we've always taken the middle of the road approach. We don't think it's healthy to completely disconnect your kid from society. We don't think yeah. it's healthy to take video games away from them. We think there just needs to be a good balance. There needs to be a balance of activities outside. Yes. There needs to be a balance of sports. There needs to be a balance of video games and a balance of social media. We personally don't allow our kids to stay up past 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. We all understand and believe that kids need a good night's sleep like we all do. Uh, They don't need to be chatting at one or two o'clock in the morning. It doesn't make for any kind of productive person. Uh, We let them play video games after school for a little while. They need to come home and decompress. And then they kind of get to their assignments. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, we we just kind of take a middle of the road approach. So I think that if you hide things from kids, especially teenagers, teenagers I'm talking about into their early to mid twenties, because we know it doesn't end at 19. And I think that you do a better job of 
having them yeah. have access to what goes on in the world. So they're not surprised. They're not shocked when they get out there. Yeah. They're kind of, they know what's going on. And you must also constantly have communications and conversations with what all the time. And I was about, just going right? to say that I think it starts from the beginning of talking it out uh, and making sure that they can come to us with a question about anything. I know the little guy, our, our, our little Max is really good about coming to us when he think, he sees things on TikTok that he's just not clear about or things that he feels like they're kind of crazy and nutty and conspiracy theories. And he's really good about coming to us or finding information for himself. But first, you know, I think it's really important that we do talk things out. And if we see a problem that we address the problem right away. I know that for us, we have our kids' emails um, with us and all of their social media are connected to our emails so right. that we know, you know, when they're connecting and when they're right. not. Um, I know that you also go to his computer, go to his laptop and you, you know, scroll through right. it sometimes just to make sure that the things that he's looking at and the things that he's writing are not things that are going to be, you know, crazy or leading to something right. more. And it's not, it's not that I'm trying to be nosy or we're trying to pry into our kids' privacy. We understand. Or because we think they're doing something wrong. wrong. No, it's we, not we like that. We don't think that. We just, we're trying to protect our kids because a lot of the information that's coming down wasn't available to us in our generation. Mm -hmm. You had, a, we had pagers and we had phone calls and that's all we had. We didn't have yeah. anything visual. It was all, it was all audible. So it's, it's a very different sensory gig going on in your brain. So when these kids see this stuff at that age and they can't handle all that information, you're just kind of making sure, but we're not on top of our kids. We kind of check in from time to mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. And, but what we always tell them is we're always open to any kind of conversation and nothing is too uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and also whenever current events are happening and things that are, you know, difficult, like yesterday, all the stuff that was going on yesterday with the, um, or all the things that were going on this week, it's just everything that's been going on for the whole year. We, we have a conversation with the boys about it. So that they know that whatever they're seeing online, because sometimes some kids are going to YouTube to find information. And a lot of things on YouTube are not true. They're fake. A lot of things are, right. are brought in by conspiracy theorists. A lot of racist channels are on there. So we're always trying to make sure that, you know, we know what they're looking and what right. they're, what, what's out right. there, you know, yeah, that, right. and that we're ahead of the game too. Like we're not clueless to that. The kids, sure. you know, are watching things and right. are looking at things. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to be helicopter parents or bulldozer parents where we're, we're clearing the path for our kids. We want them to have some sense of responsibility for their actions, but we also want to make sure that they don't get into trouble because there are, you know, there are mean people out there and they can do mean things and they can lure a naive kid, even though your kid, you think that your kid is precocious and he's aware of things, but we're all human, we're all mistakes, we're, we're realistic as parents that those things can happen even to the smartest kids the most mature kids we're all valuable so we're not micromanaging their daily activities we're just making sure that they know that anything that they feel uncomfortable with they can come and talk to us about yeah and i think it also goes back to when we have the conversations and we give the kids the values that that are important to us for example, you know, one thing that I'm always kind of like ugh, a little worried about is when they see naked photos of right. women or when they see sex scenes or when they go to a YouTube page and there's porn or those are the kinds of things that I'm always concerned about because I always want to make sure that the kids um, maintain like a realistic sense of what sex is and a realistic sense of what women are and who women are. Right. So even though I know that's out there maybe and they are looking at it because right. we know we have teenagers their and their boys it's and their, it's, their it's their nature and it's nature don't fight the nature you just don't. explain it 
you explain it, you talk to them, but I also have a conversation about women and the, lo- the role of women. Right. And, and I always give them the example of myself, my sisters, my mom, everybody around me and how women um, should be portrayed and how women should be respected. And the way that you treat me, the way that you respect the way and that I am, who I am as a person, my opinions, the way that I dressed, um, the things that I want to do. I think those are those are ways that we model for our kids what values we think are important for them. And so every time they see something online that that is against their value system or something that they think is good, they know that they have that ability to delete it, disconnect it, you know, and push it away. And and you know, we we reinforce that. We reinforce those behaviors when the kids do it. Right. You know, that's it's I think it's just important that we 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 maintain right. a sense of like um alertness but right. not an well, overbearing way. I think what you also would you were, we were discussing this a few days ago is that when they look at, for example, stuff on social media, it portrays or shines a negative light upon women as sex objects yeah. that makes it okay for boys that don't understand that they're, there's that disconnect there. You know, I'm not a psychologist, but I know there's, if you, if you see somebody doing that particular act without understanding how gray of an area that is, mm-hmm. those are performers, right? Those are people that get paid for a profession. They chose that profession. And I don't think they understand necessarily the economics behind that. They just see it simply as the act for itself and not yes. the larger picture. So that has to be explained. You can't treat people that don't go into that profession the same way, uh, as the people that you meet on an everyday basis or have the same expect expectations of when you get to meet yeah. that way, you have to, you have to be able we, we tell our boys, you must always respect women because, uh, right. you know, it's just, it's just not, you, you don't want them to fall into that trap because they can be influenced easily and don't think that your kids can't because you may have a straight A kid. He can be 4.0 GPA. Yeah. He can be extremely mature. But we've heard time and time again that even those kids fall into the cracks too. Right, so, because they're because kids and they're, they're not, you know, their brains are not connecting, right. you know, it's where we think that it's that impulsive right. nature. And right. we have impulsive to remember nature, right. to kind of teach them to think things through and, and, and process things a little bit slower. We always tell the boys, you have to slow down. When you start to get excited about something, slow down and right. think about it before you do anything that you're going to regret. You know, because another thing that I want to also reiterate to women and to moms and to dads that are out there is not to be afraid to have that conversation with your kid, even right. if you see it or you think something's happening. You know, we had a situation where at Westside kids were sharing photos of a girl who, you know, was... Fabulous and classy are raging at the moment. Do you need a touch-up? Does your closet need an update? Or are you feeling a bit out of touch with the decades trends? Just shoot me a DM at think underscore chick and we'll plan out the perfect fashion strategy for you. You know, was showing um, her breast. And so she had shared the photo with one person. That one person, you know, takes a snapshot. What is it? The screenshot. And then they send it over and over to other people, other people. And so now she's embarrassed. Now she's humiliated. Now you've participated in something that humiliated her. So when we saw that notification come through, the first thing we did was like we had that conversation with the boys. And we were like, you know, this is just not 
uh, this is not appropriate. This right. is just something you, your dad and I would never, ever right. want you to ever do and ever participate right. in because this is so against what yeah, we, we value. Just, we just told them very simply, just don't do dumb shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's very it clear. You, it's just it's the golden. You don't want it done to you. Don't do it to other people. Don't take. Don't put yourself in a position to be compromised. Yeah. Right? It's technology is available to you that wasn't available to us yeah. when we were growing up. So it's riskier. You have some benefits that right. technology. Information is more readily available. You don't necessarily have to go to library or look up words in a dictionary mm-hmm. like we did the old-fashioned mm-hmm. way. You have everything at your hands. They go to Google. You can you can <laughs> fix things. You can be a handyman a lot easier on YouTube and stuff. You know. They learn through they, YouTube. They, it's like right. YouTube is a school for them. It is a school for them. So, but on the downside is that those things can have repercussions as well. Right. Right. But I think another question that somebody had asked us to look into is yeah. how do you keep your boys grounded? Right. How do yeah. you keep them? And, you know, that is I, a really good question. And, and, you know, both of our boys are athletes. They both have been playing basketball since they were in kindergarten. And the one thing that I constantly repeat to them is stay humble and stay hungry. I got that from I'm a big tennis fan. I'm a big Roger Federer fan. But it was actually his arch nemesis, Rafael's Nadal's uncle that had told him that I, I had heard it one day on an interview by Rafael Nadal. And I thought that had always stuck with me for many years. Stay humble and stay hungry. Work hard. There's a fine line between confidence and cockiness. Yeah. And I think that also is something that we reiterate to our kids. It's important to be confident, but the confidence is built up through experience, through hard work, through an understanding of what it is that you're doing. And cockiness is something that is not is has a lot of pseudo uh, psychology behind it. It's not necessarily something that's realistic. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that's the way I see it. But yeah. I'm not a trained psychologist, so no. But I think the kids really understand when they see leaders or they see people in power how they behave and how they act. You know, so that's why it's so important that we always have really good role models and that we model ourselves what we think and what we see and how important things are for us. The other thing I wanted to recommend to parents is to know the the sites that your kids are on and know the apps that they're doing. Like if they're on TikTok, go on TikTok and look at what they're looking at, right. and maybe get an account for yourself so that you can start following them and you know see what they're sharing it's okay to be a parent i think a lot of a lot of parents don't want to are afraid from what we've heard from conversations we've had with friends and friends of friends at different social engagements they don't want to look over their kids because they think there's that level of privacy that they need and you can still give that level of privacy you just have to find the right balance every now and then check up on them and just you know keep what we do and i'm not saying suggesting what other people should do is that to keep that communication going so they they will tell you they will come to you when they know they can be open with you about something they don't understand or they're uncomfortable with they have a natural kind of sense more Mm -hmm. often than not between morally what's right and morally what's wrong and and i think that if you kind of blast everything that everybody else and you judge people too quickly then you create this sense of wrong in a lot of things and then they become uncomfortable because sometimes they may agree with it but then they don't know how to approach you with it because they feel like you're you're gonna freak judge, out and you're, you're gonna judge them about it. Mm-hmm. you have to understand the world is extremely gray and you operate in the gray you live in the gray and then you have to understand that what works for you doesn't work for other people yeah we're all hardwired different and everything is relative and you just have to explain when something is strange to them they have to be able to be able to come to you and you explain to them why it why it is that it's strange yeah and i think one one thing that i I've heard mothers say before and mothers have asked me before 
is, you know, so yeah, do you monitor what they're looking? Yeah, we do. We don't, we're not like obsessive over it, but yeah, we, we don't do, do it we day. talk about it. We don't do it every day. We do keep an eye on things. We do ask them questions. Um, you know, especially when there's so much conspiracy theory going out there and there's so much QAnon bullshit going on. Like we're really, you know, aware that our kids right. are getting the right information, that they're not buying into some right. bullshit theory out there. Yeah, we don't want yeah. we don't want our kid to end up being a Sandy Hook. No, absolutely. Right? We don't, we you don't have to keep to an Columbia eye on all those things. Or what happened in Florida. You mm-hmm. you want to be aware of what your kids are. We're not gonna, we're not naive to think that our parent our kid can't one day, you know, do something outrageous. We, we, right. I mean they can they can they can snap. So they can, but right. but I think we also have to be very like um deliberate and like with the way we talk to them about right. what they're posting themselves right. and that's another conversation that i have with the boys it's like is it important is it necessary that you post this online is it you know what right. are you posting to right. and that goes back to girls girls are really good about posting for themselves right. or selfies or right. photos um and it's really important that moms have that conversation with their girls as well because you know the bullying that happens in girls is at another level boys don't encounter that. I think a lot of times boys encounter things and they kind of move on quicker. Girls are much more malicious in the way that they, they hurt each other on social media. Like you can't be friends with her. She's this, or she's that, or she was, you know, there's just so much. I mean, I've heard craziness and I've been a girl. I've gone through things like that and I've seen the things that they post and it's really, really sad. You know, they'll go through, you know, they're ugly, they're fat, you know, they, don't have any friends. I mean, they can be just so evil and so nasty. Um, and how do you approach that conversation? It's a lot of talking and a lot of patience and breathing through things and um, reaching out to other moms to ask them how they deal with it. I think it's important that we also remember where there is a community of moms out there that are ready to give you, you know, a helping ear and a, a piece of advice Um one thing I really want to stress is don't feel like you're a failure because your kids are doing something that you don't like or they've done something that you don't like. They're going to be kids. Our boys have done things that we have just been super upset about and just, you know, I I, we, I cried at night over, you know, my son getting earrings, you know, mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, going behind my back and doing that, knowing that I didn't want him to do that, knowing right. that I had said no to that. Like yeah. there's things that he's done right. that. Yeah. The kids aren't perfect. You know, but I have to remember that right. I they're not perfect. Right, they're not perfect. And we don't appreciate the parents that try to portray their kids as stellar because we know there's always something that is not necessarily kosher about everybody out there in this world. I, I just I always believe the philosophy of there's two currencies in this world that really mean anything. It's loyalty and authenticity. And if you're not loyal to the people that are loyal to you. Right. And if you're not authentic to people, then I think that you can't necessarily, you know, succeed in this world. I think people want to know who you are. And I think people are accepting of people that are valuable and more so for our kids. Yeah. And, you know, you probably, you guys are probably all oh, earrings. It's not the big deal. He didn't get a tattoo. And some people will say, <laughs> well, earrings and tattoo are still not a big deal. He's not doing drugs. It's all relative. It's all relative and, to people and right, parents right. get to parent their kids the way they, they, they want, want to parent, parent them. them. Right. Yeah. 
But that doesn't mean we cannot have the conversation. That doesn't mean we can't, you know, share how we do right. things and how we encounter right. different situations. Um, there, there's parents out there that don't want their kids to drive. If they're 18 or 19. And we we were, we had yeah. our kids driving when they were 14 <laughs> and 15. I know. I but, told Max that right. my dad was letting me drive at 13. And he was like, Mom, yeah. I'm 13. Can right. I go start yeah, driving? Yeah, the second that kid turned 13 <laughs> a few weeks ago, he's been harassing me just about every day when he can go drive. So I finally took him last Sunday in the parking lot. The he has had, been waiting to turn right. 13 because yeah. I said that to him right. a while back. That kid is so hard to say no to because he's actually such a yeah. well, has such a great demeanor. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he, and he's going to be okay. He's going to be right. fine. Um, you know, let's just end it by just also talking about one component of social media that is very difficult for me to talk about, and it's difficult for, I think, a lot of people to talk about. And that is um, really monitoring your kids' moods and your kids' fluctuations and their emotions. Um, there's a lot of stuff that goes on on social media that can lead to suicide Mm -hmm. that can lead to depression that can lead to kids having um yeah do something uh, self-harming to harm themselves you know uh and it's really hard i mean you've got to keep an eye on their anger i mean if it changes if their impulsivity goes from zero to ten Um, you've got to remember they have an underdeveloped prefrontal cortex. That means that they don't always see the consequences of things. So we have to always be on alert and talking to things. Um, I could, I can say that for the longest time, I wasn't aware of a lot of things because I was so busy working and my brain was so consumed with my job. But then I, Looking back, I'm like, wow, did I miss anything? Did I miss any signs on my kids? Um, Did I miss something that I was supposed to know? Uh, And 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 now I'm just more aware that I think, you know, we have to keep in mind that those are things that 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 well, we were, we even were, though they're difficult right. to talk about, I right. think it's important that we do talk yeah, about it is, that. It is important. And we were personally we were worried about our older son. Yeah. From that fourteen to sixteen age. You know, he had there was a lot of mood swings every day. There was a lot of people don't like me, friends don't like me, I don't have any friends kind of stuff conversation. There was borderline, you know, depression and that was coming out. And it's just like you know, what do you do as a parent? You know, you try, you try to find different solutions. You try to say, you've been through it before, you know, it, it's an age, but maybe it's not an age. How do you know your kid is not, you know, falling into a depression? How do you know that he's not getting worse? So it's, it's, it's real out there. And that's why, and it becomes more real with social media being available is because they can all kind of communicate yeah. and, some, and they can also influence at the same In- time. Influence each right? other, exactly. I mean, but both, because you can find a group of other kids that are mm-hmm. pressed like yourself and then they find that it's the new normal and then it makes it worse. You know, back then, by being being disconnected from a lot of people, you had actually talked physically face to face, and it becomes a lot easier with the way social media is right now. But they they also be they, they also can be influenced as well. And, and there's a lot of good right. good things that can come from social media. I know our, our oldest um, is a photographer and a videographer. Like he's been using social media to promote his videos and he's been able to get gigs, right. little gigs on the right. side yep. from his videos because they're so good. Yeah, he's doing great. And he's doing great. Right. So there's always a good thing. You, you just have to direct your kids to right. put that energy right. into something good and, and you know, and, and look at what they're right. what they're doing, but look at what they're also posting. 
and encourage them to right. be creative. You know, right. if, they're, if they like dressing up, that's a great thing because they're using their creativity. Right. If the girls are, you know, taking photos with their friends, they're socializing. Right. There's a lot of really good things that can come from social media. Yeah. It's not just always bad. Yeah, because our older son is a right brain kind of kid. He's a center right and right, right brain, most of you will know, artistic. And his parents are very center left. I'm a very left brain. I don't have an artistic side to me. I do matching colors, but I don't think that has anything to do with the way my son sees the world. And I think that's thanks to your mom. That's probably thanks to my mom. But the thing is, is that I didn't, I didn't demand, or I didn't, or we didn't. Yeah. We didn't push him to do something that we understood. We let him flourish, and we encouraged yeah. him, and then we made, we gave him, we we created avenues for him to prosper in it, and uh, you know. And. You told him that he needed right. to prove himself right. before you were able to purchase anything right. for him. Because yeah. I think that's one thing that I think was so good that you did that for right. him because right. he was he did he went out to to yes. show you right. that he has the talent right. and the skills. Yeah, because he wanted this high tech yeah. camera, this high tech. Oh yeah, and it's expensive. All, all of that equipment is expensive. It was, yeah, it was thousands of dollars for the kid, but I made you know we made him work. At it for about a year. He did those gigs on the side with a yeah. mediocre camera. Yeah. He showed up on time. He started something. He finished it. He got paid for it. He moved on to the next yes. gig. So I figured this kid is serious about what he wants to do. And then so he kind of proved to so we didn't we kind of gave him a little bit of a, a push, but we didn't give him, you know, a complete you know, stepping stone. We gave mm-hmm. him like half a step to get get it get it there. So we're always about the middle ground. We're always always the middle but ground. My father used to say and his father, my grandfather, which I never knew from my father's side, but he used to say, don't always look up too high. Don't always look too low because you're going to hurt your neck. He's always look in the middle because mm-hmm. that's when, you know, it's less stress on your neck, obviously. So I think that's. No, but that's a moderation. That's, that's moderation, always right. looking at things in the middle, the gray side. It's not all black. Right. It's not all white. Right. So let's just recap a little bit for our listeners. What we talked about today, we talked about teenagers in a hypersexualized world. We talked a little bit from our point of view, which we have two boys, an 18 and a 13 year old. Um, if you know our boys um you know if you don't go to my social media and uh, look them up they're super cute they got great, <laughs> they got, they got great smiles <laughs> they have great skin too thanks to me yeah. anyway and they have your hair too <laughs> so you know, let me just recap hair. and just say you know what be clear with how you feel about social media. Talk to your kids about things that are going on currently. If you feel like their attention is always on social media, find something else that they can pay attention to that they can be great at and just deviate that a little bit. But be a parent. Don't be scared to have the conversation right. with them. And also remember, there's a community of moms out there that are ready to talk about it. Model the behavior. If you want to see something from your kids, you're the prime example for that. Again, I'm so grateful for you guys listening in. We are so thankful to Mr. E for being here today. Well, thank you for including me again. <laughs> thank you for... Um, it gives me an excuse to try another wine. <laughs> um, you don't need an excuse, Mr. <laughs> e. Um, So we okay. love to have you follow us and go and tell your friends all about us. We can't wait to see where we go next. Uh, next episode is coming up. And so keep an eye out and follow us at Vibes by Alicia. I love you guys. Thank you.